Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ryan McCarthy, watching in upstate New York, says, Why does Saskatchewan have the best town names? Paradise Hill, Moose Jaw. Well, he says Flynn Flon, and that's actually Manitoba. And frankly, I'm partial to Medicine Hat. How about that? I also learn something every day. We learned today that Flynn Flon Manitoba stands for Flint to Betty Flonaton, a fictional character from a 1905 novel. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Notice something new? Our viewers will. Our listeners will not as we're on the air. WQEE in uh, Metro Atlanta. Shout out to Rhino Radio. We're on Game Plus television all across Canada and in 31 U.S. states. Maybe you've just dialed up the podcast. Howdy. It's episode number 916 now of your favorite daytime sports talk show. And uh, I'm here. The Moose is with us. I hope you're prime Moose for two hours of the fastest and also best daytime sports talk in North America. And uh, we're ready to go with a fun day and a very special guest today. I will tell the folks, Alan May with us, Washington Capitals analyst. Mike Wilner going to be with us. Mike Wilner, Toronto Blue Jays uh, reporter, broadcaster. And Ryan Leaf, a guy that I've been hunting for a long time, <laughs> is finally going to be on the program today. Uh, I will just basically say this. How are things with you, sir? And um, I, I don't know. Are you looking as forward to the Ryan Leaf interview as I am? I, you know what? I am. It's been a while since I've heard from Ryan Leaf and, and seen what he's been up to. So yeah. um, it will be fun. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what you two get into. We have some uh, breaking news that I'll get into in a second, and it does pertain to the NFL. But Ryan Leaf, for the, I talked to some football fans in Canada last night, and I said, Ryan Leaf's coming on the show. They didn't know who he was. And I get it. I do. But from his Wikipedia page, the Great Falls, Montana product was selected as the second overall pick by the San Diego Chargers in the 1998 NFL draft behind Peyton Manning. But his career was shortened due to poor play, bad behavior, injuries, and struggles with his work ethic and ability to stay focused. An episode of NFL Top 10 ranked him as the number one draft bust in NFL history. It's in my commentary today. You can read it at rodpeterson.com. People think that's where the story ends, and it doesn't. He's now an analyst on every TV and radio network in America analyzing the NFL and college football. He's an advocate for recovery, as am I, uh, in recovery from long-term addiction. He's an advocate for the homeless of Southern California. It's a great story. So, so many people look at Ryan Leaf and say, what a sad story, what I just read. No, it's a great story of recovery and perseverance. And to be honest, he blew me off a few years ago when I was trying to get him on my recovery show, but I knew that intuition that you have. I'm like, I'm, we're going to meet again. Yep. Because sports is a small yeah. world and recovery is a tiny world. I knew we'd meet again. And this week we did. And uh, so he's coming on the show. So I'm very excited about that. So there's my thoughts on The breaking news is this. Derek Carr is out 
with yeah. the Las Vegas Raiders. I'll bring that up in our NFL topics here. It, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but Derek Carr on his social media today penning a farewell to the Raider Nation. That's the breaking news there. Uh, can you hit the quick six show horn, Director Jordan? <laughs> We'll fly from there. How about that? Um, no, but I mean, we're not an NFL show. We're not a college football show. We're a hockey show. And I guess a football show for sure. But number one, the tie that binds that I found amongst our viewers and listeners all across the continent is hockey. So of the only four games last night, there were two of particular significance to me. In Toronto, Mitch Marner scored a power play goal with 1.15 to go in regulation. And Toronto beat Nashville 2-1. Johnny Tavares had a goal and a helper for the Leafs who were without injured star Austin Matthews. For the Preds, Philip Forsberg scored. UC Soros had 33 three saves the Preds snapped the season high four game win streak now I would assume you watched that because that's your team I watched it because it was on TNT and I really enjoyed it uh, Toronto is a great team we don't talk about Toronto enough because they're not one of my favorite teams but they are yours and producer Clark's and we have a lot of viewers in Ontario on game plus TV and streaming um, I think Nashville gave teams a way to defend the Toronto Maple Leafs. I should stop and say, how much of the game did you watch last night, Moose? Yeah, no, I, I watched it, and I'm with you on this, and I'm curious to get your, your outlook on the game because I think we see it somewhat similarly. Well, just simply, Toronto is what they are. Uh, they are an all-star team. There's a lot of talent. That's not new, right? But the way Nashville stood up on their blue line and plugged up the neutral zone. I was They would not let Toronto into their zone. And you could put a gun to the Leafs' head. They're not going to play dump and chase. Clearly, Sheldon Keefe does not want to give up possession of the puck. So they kept trying, and they, the Preds would not let them in their zone. It was a wall of four, sometimes five, across their blue line. So how many times did you see the Leafs double back, pass it back into their own zone? Nylander's like, we're going to try this again couldn't get in or they'd turn it over at the blue line and a play would yeah. come the other way Tavera's same thing and I'm like Nashville's just not that good to play this way for 60 minutes against Toronto they just don't have the horses but a better team could you know what I mean and I'm not sure this will stand up in the playoffs it was Matt Murray in goal last night too and he had a pretty good game but uh, I'm just saying a better team if they played the way Nashville did last night could beat Toronto in a seven game series that's what I think you know, you're not wrong. Um, Matt Murray was outstanding. I thought he was pretty good. Matt had to make some pretty big saves. But, and Nashville did a nice job, too, keeping Toronto to the outside and forcing a lot of shots from outside, you know, which, which I think you need to do as well. But you're right. It's all about possession now. You want to circle back, and if it doesn't work, eventually you're going to have to try something different. You're going to have to try and get pucks in deep and see if you can't win a race and, and win a couple of battles. That's how you win in the playoffs. That's always been an issue with this team is when it gets a little bit physical, when you have to do some things, some tough things and things that you're not used to doing to win, they haven't been able to do it. So Nashville <laughs> was a good test last night. When you can outplay a team, you can have possession, you can put up the shots. But when a team plays you tight defensively, what are you going to do? They found a way last night. And uh, hopefully they learn something. And, and that's full marks to the Leafs. They weren't bad, but I'm just saying the high-flying, end-to-end Harlem Globetrotters uh, of the Leafs, because they are so talented, it wasn't that. It was kind of hard to watch at times, but they won it. 
So good for them, for Toronto, for doing that. Um, I will get to some of the viewer comments in a moment. Well, we've got a lot to get to here in the quick six show topics and uh, overtime. The Oilers were winners in Anaheim. Clem Costin scored two goals. Connor McDavid and the Nuge had a goal and an assist each to lead. Edmonton passed Anaheim 6-2. Dylan Holloway and Neon Leon also scored. Jack Campbell made 21 saves for the Oil, who snapped the two-game skid on the second stop of a four-game Western roadie. And for Edmonton, uh, this is an interesting thing. I was, as I mentioned earlier, on the radio in Calgary last night with the great Jack Wilson, CHQR AM 770 Calgary, now on the FM dial as well. He's like you. He doesn't think both the Orders and Flames will make the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I just thought, curses if they don't. Can you imagine? And by the way, the Flames were at St. Louis tonight, just as they were two nights ago. Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, our Calgary home, Gray inviting Eagle people down Resort to watch. And casino. At our Calgary home, are inviting people down to the stage bar tonight to watch it on the big screens. And they're brand new LED screens, by the way. So if you want to watch it with fellow Flames fans, and I'll tell you what, if it hasn't happened at the stage bar at the Gray Eagle Casino, it hasn't <laughs> happened anywhere. That place is a party 24-7. Um, but I said to, to uh, Jocko that I wrote in my column a couple weeks ago, Darren, write it down. Both the Flames and Oilers will make the playoffs. I can't move off that. But you're the guy that's kind of thinking like Jock that maybe one of them won't. I just don't want to. I don't want to live in a world where the Flames and the Oilers don't make the Stanley Cup playoffs this spring. Well, Bet Regal still has Colorado instilled as, as one of the top three favorites odds-wise to win the Stanley Cup. And for a team like Colorado who's dealt with some injuries and Nathan McKinnon hasn't been healthy, they just have to get in. And if they get in, you don't want to play Colorado in the playoffs. Well, I don't see a playoffs in the National Hockey League that doesn't include Colorado. And so for me... One of Edmonton or Calgary has to come out to allow room for Colorado to get in. So, yeah, I, I, I don't see all three, all three of them making the playoffs. So uh, I think it'll be one of the Alberta teams out, and I don't know which one. I see Kevin the Mediums watching, and uh, it's funny because... Serena and I had this chat about the Oilers, and, and <laughs> I said, I can't talk to Kevin the Medium rationally about the Vancouver Canucks or the BC Lions. I sat on his couch in Airdrie watching the <laughs> Lions Stampeders game and I and he's like he's frothing at the mouth and shaking. And I'm like, I can't I said, Kevin, you're an irrational fan. I said <laughs> I said to Serena, you're only slightly better than Kevin when it comes to the orders. You can at least take the blinders off. Yeah. But do, do people not understand that the orders and flames, all they got to do is get hot in the second half. We've, you know, the second half kicks off tonight. Certainly for the flames, it does. Can we both say both teams have a lot of room to get better? Okay. And last year, the Sutter, you know, Daryl Sutter was the coach of the year in the NHL. I, I, those two teams get hot. They'll be in. I don't want to think otherwise. Jeff, the Stamps fan, writes in. He says, Rod, what a treat hearing you on Sports Talk last night on 770-CHQR Calgary, the voice of the Calgary Stampeders. It was so much fun, and I thank Jock for that. 
And I love what's happened. Uh, we talked a lot of CFL. And what we talked about there is coming up in my quick six. We talked a lot of NFL and NHL. And it was just, I don't know, man. We were such longtime rivals. There was uh, blood in the streets back in the day when our teams were clashing. But those days are over. And we're all on the same team now. And I love it. And I, uh, you know, Jock's been on this show. We go on that show. It's, I like it. Point two is our poll question today for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center. This is the type of question you would see on all these American TV uh, sports talk shows like Get Up on ESPN or Fox Sports 1's Undisputed. It's very simply, who should be the NHL Coach of the Year? You would, you'd like to think maybe it's open and shut, but it isn't necessarily. And it took us a while to come up with some candidates today. Yeah. For our Winnipeg viewers, where we're very big in Winnipeg, and I'll make the promise that we'll be in Winnipeg this spring and summer. I don't know how, but Darren, we're just putting it out in the universe. <laughs> is there any casinos in Winnipeg? Because I'm not really a casino guy. Is there a casino in Winnipeg that would be interested in hosting us? Because that would be my first option. Um, but Rick Bonus has made our poll as one of the candidates, and why not? I, I think... At the end of the day, Rick Bonus will probably be a finalist for Coach of the Year, depending on how this all turns out from the Winnipeg Jets. We settled on Rick Bonus, Jim Montgomery of the Dallas uh, of the Boston Bruins, sorry, formerly Dallas, <laughs> Jim Montgomery now of the Boston Bruins, and Dave Hoxtall of the Seattle Kraken. Because how can't you? And what a matchup tonight! By the way, Seattle goes into Boston. The Kraken have won six in a row. The Bruins have points in 22 straight home games. Something's got to give. The options, Dave Hoxtall, Seattle, Jim Montgomery, Boston, Rick Bonus, Winnipeg, or other. And the last I looked on Twitter, and Clark will look up the Facebook vote results, or the uh, YouTube results, but on Twitter, they're saying Rick Bonus by quite a bit. What are they saying on 60% Rick Bonus. And I think that's the Winnipeg factor. And you know what? So what? That's why we have a democracy. Let's allow them to vote. If Rick Bonus wins Coach of the Year, I'm here for that. Uh, your thoughts? Maybe, maybe I've completely missed the mark, Darren, on who should be Coach of the Year. What do you think? You haven't. Um, I'd almost say we don't need an other option because you could put, I mean, there are some names like Rod Brindamore in Carolina. It's having a great season. Yeah. But I think the fourth one is Bruce Cassidy in Vegas. And I think those are the four. I think you nailed the, the three. And then Bruce Cassidy would be the next one because the job they, he did to turn around a non-playoff team in Vegas and turn <laughs> him into a cup contender. You know, Winnipeg, same thing. Um, and Seattle, I mean, outstanding. There's a real case to be made for all four of these guys. Um, yeah. But for me, it's right now Jim Montgomery because with Boston, I mean, yes, they're the best team, but they said it's a 30-point improvement at this point in the season, halfway through the year. That's on pace to being a 60-point improvement? Like, that's insane. And, I mean, maybe not that. That's probably not the right math, but 30 points right now. Four regulation losses. Four. I mean, that team is unworldly right now, and uh, I think Jim Montgomery has been the coach of the year, so he gets my vote today. Cool. And hey, another recovery works guy. Hell of a story. What Jim Montgomery's done in Boston. John Ohm in Winnipeg. Ohm. Writes in and says, yes, RP show in Winnipeg. Woohoo! Can't wait. Oleg in Winnipeg says, uh, maybe club regent, hotel and casino. 
Ooh. Uh, John in Edmonton says the same thing. Rod, Club Regent Casino in Winnipeg. If it has a hotel, that certainly helps. Ah. And uh, I would be... Yeah, let's get on the blower to these guys. Couple things. Kevin, the medium watching, he says he prefers the term passionate, not irrational. <laughs> His son Jake's watching <laughs> and says irrational fans checking in. So I'm there. it's okay. I'm just saying... You can't have a reasonable conversation with them about their teams because they're irrational about it. It's okay. It's not an insult. Um, we do have the CFL talk coming up. Uh, some dub hub, too. I'm going to go a little out of order here. Just, well, yeah, because we're up against it for a break. When we come back, we'll, we'll, you know what? Compartmentalize this really well. After the break, we'll talk about NFL wildcard weekend. Not necessarily who you think will win. We talked about that yesterday. But who will you be cheering for? this weekend in the six games. They call it the best weekend in the NFL of football on the calendar this upcoming weekend because of all the games and their importance. Derek Carr wanting out in Vegas and it's mutual with the Raiders. Uh, CFL free agency, that came up with uh, Jocko last night on CHQR and I'll tell you what I've heard from the insiders. But I'll just say this, a dub hub out of Winnipeg last night, Nico Mayatovic scored the game-winning goal at 326 of overtime as the Seattle Thunderbirds edged the Winnipeg Ice 4-3 in the ice cave in a battle of the league's conference leaders. That was a clash of the titans. That was a Marvel Super Comics battle last night at Winnipeg, and the road team, Seattle, came out on top. That's probably an Ed Chenault Cup preview, what we saw in Winnipeg last night, and it went to overtime. I hope these two teams don't beat the crap out of each other in the league final and have something left for the Memorial Cup, the Memor in Kamloops. But we'll talk football. And I just want to ask people, are you getting excited for the junior hockey playoffs? Because we're going to be back in Canada for it all. And I can't wait because that's right here, baby. That's right in the heart. It's the RP Show live on Game Plus TV, live streaming on YouTube and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It sure is, and I hope you like the new splashy background. Moose sent this to me here. Got our sponsors on it, Bet Regal, Game Plus, 
And yeah, let's bring in the Moose. He's in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. I promise football, and I'll get to that. But Moose, this is where the show gets real fun. We continue to welcome in new viewers and listeners every single day. And I don't really know where to start other than Lane is watching on Game Plus TV. I think maybe listening on the radio. He might be listening on WQEE because he's texted the 902 line, Moose, and he says, Hey, Rod, my name's Lane. I'm a huge fan of you. I love listening to you on the radio, but I have a serious question for you. Do you honestly think the Flames will make the playoffs this year? Yeah, why wouldn't I, brah? They're in a playoff spot today, and they've tripped over their own feet largely for the first 42 games of the season. So I've got them picked to be in the Stanley Cup final, let alone make the playoffs. So the answer is yes. And thank you, Lane. I'm a big fan of you, too. And here's another one, uh, Moose. The Flames had the day off yesterday in St. Louis. So Eric Francis, we all know Eric Francis, Calgary Sun writer. This is what he put on Twitter. Just ran into Daryl Sutter and asked what a fellow like him did on a beautiful day off in St. Louis. Quote, took the crew to see the Budweiser Clydesdales. Amazing, unquote. I did not see that coming. What's so weird about that? Nothing. It shouldn't be for Daryl. That should be right up his alley. I mean, that would be my expectation of something that Daryl Sutter would want to go and do, right? Yeah. He wants to go see well, the Clydesdales. And that's, and that's the thing is people... Love this show because of the stories. This one's never come out. And I got to be careful. Disclaimer here. But 1996, NHL draft, St. Louis, farm kid from Milestone, Saskatchewan here. 640 people. I'd never been anywhere. So we went to St. Louis for the draft. And uh, I might have let the reins out a little bit there. Nothing too serious. But it was. I had a great time. We went to General Grant's ranch. It wasn't that wild. My dad was there working for the Dallas Stars. I didn't get too crazy. Um, but they had a, the team of Budweiser horses there at General Grant's ranch. I think they called it Budweiser Gardens. It's, it's, it's a tourist attraction. General Grant, Civil War, it's a big deal. There's a lot of things to do in St. Louis. And I've heard people spit talk St. Louis, and it actually upsets me. You could get a tour of Bush Stadium. St. Louis Arch is really cool. Um, yeah, it's a Budweiser town, and to say that he's going to take his team, he probably took them to General Grant's Ranch would be my uh, guess. There's a lot of things to do in St. Louis. I don't get why that's surprising. But I've seen America from ear to ear, Canada too. And uh, why am I in Florida? It's the best place I've ever been. It's a lot of great places, Moose, and I cannot wait for you to come down here and visit, and I'll show you why. Uh, we talked about the junior hockey. I guess I will just move, just give you a minute on that to say, hey, how excited are you? Like, I'm into it. I'd like to think that our viewers and audience and listeners are into it, too. Yeah, I wasn't, unfortunately, I wasn't watching the game last night. Um, not on television, but um, I was really following it online. And it's not often you get a number one and number two team in the country going head to head. Because typically they're not coming from the same league, right? Oh, exactly. And if they are Very in the rare. same league, Very rare. the stars don't align that the schedule lines up that when they're number one and two, they meet 
in the, in the season. So, yeah, biggest game of the season. It was awesome that it went to overtime, and that would be one heck of a playoff series. And I would love nothing more than to be on the WHL charter going back and forth from Winnipeg to Seattle and, and uh, following that series. That would be a blast. Yeah. I don't think the game was on television. Uh, so to the NFL, I, the odds updated a little bit from our exclusive Bet Regal, uh, our exclusive betting partner, Bet Regal, for NFL Wild Card Weekend. I cannot overstate that they say this is the best weekend of football. And it's interesting. I told you guys this in our call the other day. I got all these football people lining me up, texting me, calling me. You got to talk more football. I'm like, yeah, because you're sitting around with nothing to do. These are largely CFL guys. <clears throat> like, hockey's going on too, boys. But here's our chance to talk NFL for a few minutes for Bet Regal. And my question to you is, whom are you cheering for? You, Darren, and the viewers. Because when I was on with Jock Wilson last night on CHQR, AM 770 Calgary, Jock was like, what's the game of the weekend? He went through all of them. And I'm like, yeah, but did it, did, did. I'm like, and he went to the last <laughs> one. I'm like, I could have told you, it's Dallas-Tampa Bay. Yeah. But... It starts Saturday, doubleheader, Seattle at San Francisco, 49ers favored by nine and a half. We did the bet Regal deal or no deal yesterday, and you picked your winners in deal or no deal, but who are you going to be cheering for? You, Moose, and our viewers. So Seattle uh, Niners, who's your rooting interest in that? Seattle's the rooting interest, and for me, it's, it's Pete Carroll and Geno Smith. I just love the story. You got rid of Russell Wilson. Yeah. And you went with Gino, the journeyman, and he's having an MVP-type season. And, and Pete Carroll on the sideline, here's the old man who just loves coaching football. He's trying to pump the crowd up. He's jumping around. Like, how can you not pull for that kind of energy? Yeah, I get it. <clears throat> but I'm going to cheer for the 49ers just to be the fly in the ointment. Makes things fun. And then the later game is the L.A. Chargers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Chargers favored on the road by 2.5. For me, it's very easily the Jaguars because of my good friend Henry Burris, offensive quality control assistant coach with the Jaguars. And I do think they will win at home. And Trevor Lawrence, what a story. I think Doug Peterson's going to be the coach of the year in the NFL. But let me guess, you're going to cheer for the Chargers, Moose, just to just to go against me. ABC, right? Anybody but Calgary. Uh, ABJ, anybody but Jacksonville. They're in the division, man, of the Titans. I can't cheer for Jacksonville. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Mike in Toronto says he's got 49ers and Jags. Jenna Reagan in Southern California says the Jags. No, 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 no. What? You can't cheer for the Jags. You actually care. I'm like quasi, this is nothing. These are all <laughs> the appetizers. These are the appetizers leading up to Monday's 32-ounce porterhouse steak. <laughs> Sunday, Miami at Buffalo. The Bills now favored by 13. I haven't even had the heart to turn on the radio here, WQAM, and see what my guy Joe Rowe, Rose is saying, the Dolphins color guy who hosts the morning show, the Carm Carteri of Miami. He'll be saying, why are we even going up there? <laughs> Scotter Thompson starting a quarterback. And while he did quarterback the Dolphins to a win last week to get in, it was against the New York Jets who had nothing to play for. I think this is going to get ugly. I'm very clearly cheering for the Dolphins. 
because that's where I'm at. But you, Bills, Dolphins, who are you going to be cheering for? I don't remember the score. Did they even put up double digits? I think they put up six or nine points in that game. Um, it's so not going to be the same against six. Buffalo. Yeah, but I'm cheering for Buffalo. I think they're the, they're the feel-good story right now because of everything that's gone on. That's the thing. They're not just going up against Josh Allen and the Bills Mafia. They're going up against the world. Yeah. Right? And the DeMar Hamlin story. So, yeah. But I'm still cheering for the Dolphins. New York Giants at Minnesota Vikings. That's a gooder. The Vikings favored by three uh, up there in Minnesota. My guy, Chris Sanford, I'm sure is watching today. We both have had not been able to go for a chicken sandwich uh, this week because uh, he, he's been unable to work out for his own reasons. And not this cold that I thought I was over came back today, roaring with a vengeance. This cold, I haven't been able to work out. So I haven't seen Chris. But for Chris's sake, I'll cheer for the Giants at Minnesota. That'll probably mean you're going to cheer for the Vikings. <laughs> I will cheer for the Vikings. But this is the closest margin for me and how I feel because I like both the stories. I like Brian Dable, that energy in New York. I, I really pull for that. But I think, you know, I want Kirk Cousins to do well. I want him to shut up the haters and have a good playoffs. So I'm going to pick the Vikings. Baltimore at Cincinnati. Uh, I was asked for a Super Bowl pick on the radio last night in Calgary, and I said Bengals-Cowboys. So if that's going to happen, Cincinnati has to win this game. They're favored by 8.5 at home over Baltimore. The Ravens haven't had Lamar Jackson at practice all week. I think this could get ugly. Um, Baltimore at Cincy. I'm cheering for the Bengals. I got my shirt I'm going to be wearing that I got at Super Bowl last yeah. week. Who are you cheering for? Who are you cheering for? I'm cheering for Joe Burrow and the Bengals, too. I, I, that'll feel good. I like that group. And Dallas at Tampa Bay Monday night. Dallas at Tampa, as Serena said, if you are a true blue Cowboys fan, you got to cheer for the Cowboys. So I, so I will. It's, I also picked them to go to the Super Bowl. So <clears throat> that and makes it very easy for you to cheer for Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, Moose. Very easy, but Rod, I know the conundrum you're in, and here's how I would deal with yeah. it and how I'll deal with it because next year... The Titans are on the road in Tampa. We don't know when, but you and I are going to go to that game, and I hope Tom's there. Okay. And if he is, I'm going to wear my Titans hat and my Tom Brady hoodie. Okay, cheering for the Titans, but supporting Tom. I know where you're at, but I don't know if you, I don't know if you've seen uh, the uh, social media. But apparently, Tom Brady has a new gal. Have you seen this? I haven't. Yeah, as uh, Barry McKim would say from Milestone, Saskatchewan, <clears throat> pretty shiny. Spicy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can Google that in the break. And uh, lastly, CFL on the radio last night, CHQR AM 770 Calgary. Jock Wilson asked if I thought there was any chance that Bo Levi Mitchell would go to Saskatchewan. And the answer here today is that I don't think that he will. And I see an article has been posted to 3downnation.com saying that Ticats are pulling out all the stops to sign him. They would not have acquired him if they didn't think they could do it. I don't think Bo Levi Mitchell is going to sign with anybody else but the Hamilton Tiger Cats here this year. I heard whom the insiders think will be Saskatchewan's quarterback, but I'm saving it till this weekend's column. It's probably not somebody you would think. But I don't mind. What's today? January 12th. We got um, a little less than a month before the CFL free agency market opens. And it's going to be fun. In 60 seconds or less, what's your take on where Bull might end up? 
Yeah, I think the biggest thing for Bo is, I don't, again, not knowing him personally, but I don't know that he wants to get into another situation that he had in Calgary where he's got another guy breathing down his neck or a battle for the starter's job. Now, maybe he understands the situation and says, look, I'm willing to go into a battle and I'm going to win the battle and I'm going to bet on myself. But I think uh, the situation in Hamilton is they're going to want to show Bo some love and say, look, you're our guy. And we're going to brand this team around you and we're going to ride or die with you for the upcoming season. And if that's the case and he feels good, I'm sure he'd want to sign there. A lot of Ryder fans think he's going there. I don't see it. We'll see you in hour two, Moose. Thank you. Ryan Leaf you and bet. Mike Wilner of the Blue Jays coming up. But next, Alan May from NBC Sports Network, Washington Capitals analyst. It's the RP Show. We're live on the Game Plus TV network. We're also live streaming on YouTube, your favorite podcast platform, and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Twelve games in the National Hockey League tonight. There were just four on Wednesday night, but one of those was the Washington Capitals falling at Philadelphia 5-3. Alan May joins us from the Capitals television crew, and I'll tell you what, Al, Happy New Year, my friend. Since the last time we chatted, a lot's changed. Ovi's now number two in all-time NHL goals, and your team's caught a little fire despite last night. You're in a playoff spot now. Things seem pretty good, buddy. And I think it all coincides with Alexander Ovechkin playing as well as he is. He scored 20 goals in the last 24 games. The record is 16-5-3, something like that. Uh, an ugly game last night, but I think this all goes back to Ovi just getting his legs this season, playing with the same passion that he's always played with. And all of a sudden, everyone else is just, you know, applying their roles and playing in the places that they are supposed to. And in I don't know. It seems like this team has had more injuries and illness than any team in the National Hockey League the last few years and finally getting players back. So that's a, that's good news. The record, not so much since the guys have gotten back. Yeah, um, Darcy Kemper, too. Talk about his play, if you don't mind. Seems like when I'm looking at the box scores, he's been pretty good. I've been a big part of this. Well, he was incredible last night in the loss. And you look at the goals that Philadelphia put up on him. He didn't have much help last night, but by and large, he's been, he's caught on fire. The team was playing horrible the first 20 games. There were seven, 10, and three overall. And, you know, he was the last man standing, and it was just too many defensive breakdowns. And you look now that everyone's kind of gotten their game in order and everything that's gone on. Darcy's been amazing. And, you know, he's 6'5, but he looks like he's 6'8 the way he's been playing. Uh, takes away a lot of the net, fully dialed in every game. Had a little bit of an injury scare after some contact in one of the games where he was hit twice and ended up missing a few weeks. Uh, but since he's been back, he's been excellent. And uh, the record shows it. This team has gone on to nearly off the Metropolitan Division standing ever. You're the bottom. You know, it's a lot of regard for himself. Uh, he's been great. Uh, and I'll start really when you think of it from the now on up. And he, he's been spectacular. I don't know about you guys. I can't hear Alan. It just broke up. Does he need to hit refresh? I think he needs to hit refresh. Uh, yeah, it was going great, and then uh, he uh, turned into C-3PO territory or R2-D2. 
So um, I think we got the gist of what he was saying in terms of Darcy Kemper again, the injury scare and uh, him coming along with what he's done. Yeah, Jennifer at the Four Seasons says, sounds like a robot. Yeah, something weird happened. Maybe it's a Washington thing. T. Will in Winnipeg watching says, wow, bad audio. And I got so many unbelievable questions for Alan. Unbelievable for me anyways. And for anybody that didn't know Alan May before now, uh, they would have gotten to know him at the Centennial Cup with our coverage there. He, former Esteban Bruin, okay, just came up for the tournament to hang out. And that's where we spent a lot of time. Okay, we're good now, Alan, they say. Now, I'm going to move on. We don't have a lot of time. Couple... A couple personal questions for you. When we first got to know you, you were doing the panel thing on NBC Sports Network, but now you're doing color. You're on radio. You're on TV. You're at the glass. What the heck's going on, man? What's happened this year with you and the Capitals broadcasts? Well, I've gone back to what I was doing before the pandemic, really, when when it boils down to it. And it's just a matter of not being locked up. And D.C. was one of the last places in the league to see, like it seemed like it was free from COVID. Uh, so I've been traveling with the team again. Uh, regardless of what I do, I've been happy no matter what. Uh, whether I'm, I prefer to be in the arena no matter what, uh, whether it's a pregame, postgame, or in-game, uh, just being around the game is probably you know the part that inspires me the most to be in broadcasting. And I was an NHL player. Uh, I was an American Hockey League player, Atlantic Coast League, you know, Western Hockey League, Saskatchewan Junior League. The arena is my home, and it's where I'm most happy. Well, I was sitting in the press box the other night at FLA Live Arena and my heart started fluttering. I'm like, I'm so happy. <laughs> so I get the feeling, Al, I get it. Now, but here's another thing. I was in Virginia between Christmas and New Year's. I'm watching the Caps and you come on the screen and I'm like, hey, 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 I know that guy. <laughs> it kind of made me realize that that whole region, there's a lot of states there that claim themselves Capitals fans. I never really thought about that, but you see Capitals license plates, you know, holders everywhere and gear. Can you just talk about the area outside the city of Washington, D.C.? It's a massive territory that, that are Capitals fans. Well, when I first got here, the, the network was called uh, Comcast Sports Mid-Atlantic. And it's really all of the state of Maryland. It's Virginia, West Virginia. Uh, parts of Pennsylvania, De all of Delaware. Uh, you go down into North Carolina. I've been in gas stations driving back from my home in Texas, 100, 150 miles away from here. And people have said, what are you doing here? Don't you have a game tonight? And it's actually, <laughs> the reach is pretty far. And really, when we're in other, other cities around here, Richmond, uh, Hampton Roads, Virginia, you take those places, there's, you know, hour and a half, two hours, three and a half, four hours away, People know who we are. So, you know, all the people in West Virginia get us. So we really do have a, a really huge fan base. I guess it would be a lot like being the Edmonton Oilers. You look at their fan base over the years, you know, all the people in Saskatchewan, it feels like before the Jets came back home, uh, you'd probably claim Manitoba, all of northern Alberta, northern British Columbia. So it's the same type of deal here. They, they do have an expanding reach, and we do a lot of our hockey programs all throughout that entire area as well, our youth hockey programs and our givebacks. So it's pretty cool to be a part of all of this. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I was in Richmond in specifically Powhatan County. So it sounds like you have an idea where that was. So I yep. can't wait for you to come through uh, Sunrise and catch up with you again, Alan. So what's the schedule ahead here for the Caps? How are things looking uh, over the next 10 games? Well, the, the schedule it should be easier than tougher. And the, the biggest thing they've got to get through, they were taught a lesson last night by John Tortorella's Philadelphia Flyers. 
and they have them again here in a couple of days on January 14th at home. And I think we'll see a lot better Caps teams, not one that played as soft as they did last night uh, in Philadelphia. You'd swear the Broad Street Bullies were there the way they approached the game. But they've got divisional games coming up. Uh, New York Islanders will be the first time we see them all season long. Uh, and the rest of the way feels like it's all divisional. So the Caps have to take advantage of points with the teams below them uh, as best they can and teams that are struggling. So right now when you look at that and, and getting Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson back in the fold and getting them up to speed and trying to figure out the lines, now they have a problem with too many good players, which isn't really a problem when you look at it. Uh, but I think the big thing with the Capitals is, is the team defense right now without their stud, John Carlson. He's out of lineup. Uh, took a puck, I think it was December 23rd, and he's been out ever since. It looks like he could be out, you know, for the majority of the season. So they got to see how they fare without having a true number one because after that, I think our best defenseman's a number three, and that's Dmitry Orlov, who is a very good all-round defenseman. Nick Jensen, probably a, a, a solid number four, but it's been a committee play here that's got in there. True team play has got this team, you know, closing in on the top of the standings. I don't know if they will be able to catch Carolina. And uh, I think the first time we play Carolina is at the outdoor game in February. So uh, a lot of unknowns because we basically have not seen the division as far as the Capitals are concerned this season. Two real quick questions. One's just a yes or no. Did you see Joe Watson in Philly last night? No, I did not. Uh, I was in the basement. He was probably entertaining up top in one of those fancy rooms. It's a pretty nice arena with all the renovations they've done now. Okay, gotcha. And the viewers want to know if you think Ovi's the most purest, greatest goal scorer in NHL history. No, not yet. And I look, we still forget about Wayne Gretzky. And I'm an Edmonton guy. And I grew up there, and I saw him put, you know, the fastest 500 goals up ever, the fastest 50 up ever in a 39-game season, uh, or 39 games. And so I still have Gretz as the best goal scorer of all time. We start to think of him as a playmaker the longer time goes on because that's how he was the latter half of his career. But uh, Ovi, I would say he's got the best shot ever. And, you know, he t probably took that over from maybe Bossy and, and, and uh, Brett Hall. But... You know, these are tough arguments, but I think until you're on top of the mountain, you can't say you're the best goal scorer ever. And I cover both. You know, I, I get to play with Wayne. I, I admired him growing up. I played against him. Uh, Ovi is special. He does different things. Uh, I don't think there's ever been a power winger like this guy. Uh, and I, I just think right now it's Gretzky's until Ovi is able to pass him if that's possible. And when he does, I hope I'm still uh, sitting in the seat that I have in the arena covering him because it's been amazing watching everything this season and, and all the other years that I've been in covering this team. A wonderful update, Alan. Thanks for the time. Great to see you again. Hope to bump into, uh, into a ring soon. All the best in the new year. Yeah, see you soon. Thanks, Rod. Washington Capitals analyst and our good friend Alan May. We'll be back with a sports update and viewer takeover right after this. Ryan Leaf coming up in hour two along with Blue Jays broadcaster, podcaster, reporter Mike Wilner. We're live on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. we got a lot to get to in a short amount of time. A sports update. This has come down on this Thursday. Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz Stadium will be the neutral site if Buffalo and Kansas City meet in the AFC Championship game. The NFL decided to put that potential matchup in a neutral city after the Bills' Week 17 game against Cincy was canceled when DeMar Hamlin went into cardiac arrest on the field. The Chiefs are the number one seed in the AFC, but played one more game than the second-seeded Bills. The league brokered the neutral site deal because Buffalo could have been the top seed with a victory over the Bengals. The NFL said today that Atlanta was designated as a potential backup postseason site. Before the 2022 season even began, all other potential matchups in the AFC title game will be played on the higher seeds home field. So there you go. We are on the air in Metro Atlanta, WQEE 99.1 FM. There's some breaking news for you. We'll see uh, if it happens. Uh, the sports updates, as always, are brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. Here's what's on at Landmark Cinemas. Strange World in theaters now. Jake Gyllenhaal lends his voice to Searcher Clade, the son of a steadfast explorer. The original action-adventure journeys deep into an uncharted and treacherous land where fantastical creatures await the legendary Clades, a family of explorers whose differences threaten to topple their latest and by far most crucial mission. Dun-dun-dun. Strange world at Landmark Cinemas now. I promise viewer takeover. And Ryan Leaf is coming up next hour. He's ready to go. So we won't belabor this too long, but from the 902 text line, John in Edmonton watching says a body cam footage dropped of OBJ getting kicked off a plane for not wearing a seatbelt or pants and acting like an all-around you-know-what. Uh, that was weeks ago, bro, uh, here in Miami. Not a big deal. That's OBJ. That's all I can say. Regarding this weekend's NFL wildcard round, the most exciting weekend in the football calendar... Sean in Vancouver watching says the Jags are going to go on a Cinderella run. For their sake, I hope so. A Jags-Cowboys Super Bowl would make me very happy. And we'll get into the NFL playoff picture and a little college, too, with Ryan Leaf next hour. He's joining us right off the top of hour two. Very much looking forward to the chat. Metal shingle guy regarding the Canadian Football League free agency. Metal Shingle Guy's his name. He writes it and says, if you're referring to Dane Evansrod, this is the future quarterback for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. That's what we're hearing. He says, I can't see him handling the heat in the fishbowl. Maybe. But I'd rather a new young gun like Big Jake Dolagala spend the money on the O-line and a couple of receivers instead if you can't get Bo Levi Mitchell. I'm just telling you, that's the rumor. Dane Evans to Sask. Last minute of play in hour one. David in Winnipeg says the biggest problem with the Winnipeg ice is their venue. It sucks. What's the worst place you've been at for any game, regardless of the sport? I got to think on that. 
but it'll be a lot of fun to talk about next hour. Off the top of my head, Ivor Wynn Stadium in Hamilton, uh, Hamilton, Ontario, home of the Tiger Cats. Off the top of my head. But there are several. I needed a police, a police escort out of a couple. Swift Current in Portland. But that might have been on me. It's on me. We'll talk about those types of things with Ryan Leaf right out of the gate from Sirius XM NFL Radio and a lot of other networks. Stick around after this brief pause on Game Plus TV and WQEE Radio. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.